Hello and welcome to another episode of the FOMOcast. I'm Chris, coming back at you with Tim. Say hello, Tim. Uh, hello, Tim. We got some stuff to cover for you. Nothing too crazy. Your average week. Some interesting things that I threw in there that I don't think Tim really noticed and I thought was kind of fun. But remember, go to our link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOcast Gaming, where you can find out all of our links, our Twitches, our YouTubes. Oh, you name it, it's there. I got some new cards coming in, too. I got some a box I'm going to be unboxing on TikTok for tomorrow for doing some Pokemon cards, Sun and Moon, Crimson Invasion, courtesy of Pokey Cantina. Connor, thank you again. Uh, go check them out for all your Pokemon card needs. You go to TikTok and Instagram, Pokey Cantina, and he has got some bulk prices that are uh, can't be beat. So uh, go check it out. You can find them. Uh, the first thing we're gonna, we have a lot of Disney heavy stuff, but it's a lot of it is you get the legal side and you get the park side. It, things can kind of people get blurred, but they are super huge separate entities. Um, as we always talk about, uh, first of all, Walt Disney Animation Studios to move series production to new Vancouver location. Now, why are they doing this, Timothy? Well, it's only for the Disney Plus stuff. So all okay. the Disney Plus. Um studios will be going up there to vancouver and all the movie stuff will still stay um, down here which is interesting this is coming on the heels of them um you know moving a lot of their stuff from la over to um to uh to florida so looks like i mean not saying anything but it looks like they're uh getting out of california so well a lot of them they give tax breaks you know you'll have you know, I know actually our town that our hometown where I used to live and Tim used to live, um, they were offering um, tax breaks to anyone who used any kind of metalworking a long time ago. And a lot of the places went out of business eventually because they bought so much metal to build stuff. And then there was a, a basically a drop in requirements or requests. So when their tax breaks ran out, they just shut up shop. So. Um, it's very common for people to do this, especially because Vancouver is probably want to bring a lot of people. Cause I think they lost a lot of their movie and TV production stuff because of, um, it was super difficult during COVID to get people there for work because you couldn't go, if you were an American, you could go there to work, but it was very restrictive. And I know a lot of people didn't want to even want to be there. They're like, why do I want to go there and stay in my hotel room 24 seven when we can film it in LA? filming it in Georgia, film it somewhere else and we can make it work. So it's understandable. Um, yeah. Yeah. And you see a lot of them that, um, you know, like I want to say like Atlanta or Georgia, um, you know, breaking bad. That was the first big one that I heard about what they were in New Mexico or something like that, offering benefits for them to, uh, or yeah, they were in New Mexico. They were in New Mexico. Um, go, walking, go, walking there. dead is just outside of Atlanta, I believe like they're technically Atlanta, but it's like, um, Atlanta, adjacent. it's Atlanta adjacent. Yeah. And they do a lot of stuff there for like tourism as well. So they boosted the whole entire market in that general area. Um, and I, and obviously I think, um, I want to say, um, Steve Harvey's productions are in, are in Atlanta area, Georgia, same as Tyler Perry. He has, I think his studios are in Atlanta. So um, there are other locations. They do offer, offer, offer great tax breaks. So, you know, we'll see yeah. what happens with, with how well this move goes. 
because um, the series production, it's, it's important to note that because I want to say probably it's only like 10% original content on the series side. A lot of it is, you know, like the kid, my kid likes Dino Ranch and Bluey, and those are all separate outside production companies. But I do believe Dino Ranch is Canadian and Bluey is Australian. So they are outsourcing quite a bit of the shows already on the main network that's not already on Disney Plus. So it could be a sign of the times. You never know. Yeah. Um, next, we got our first look at Muppets Haunted Mansion on Disney Plus. Um, if you haven't seen it, I haven't seen the whole thing. I've seen bits and pieces. It's a. Uh, it's very Muppets-esque, so um, you can expect your normal kind of Muppety, Muppet-type stuff. Um, I did see one cool thing today where someone was watching a Muppet show and their significant other tried to put captions on for Swedish Chef, and literally one of the captions was Swedish Chef. So, like, they know that he's really not even really saying anything, so I was like, that's pretty awesome. So uh, we do have some pretty good content coming from Disney Plus. You know, obviously, we get the first look at the Muppets. And did you see, see any of the still images? Um, yeah, well, on, on this uh, article, it was just two still images on the uh, Walt Disney Imagineering Instagram page. And the first one was um, Gonzo the Great and Pepe yep. the King Prong walking down the um, the corridor doors in the mansion in um you know dressed in like a black tie suit yeah um, and, and the that's the one that image, i saw yeah then the second image was kermit and miss Pig- miss piggy um dressed up as each other and kermit who was dressed up as miss piggy is um is looking at a phone so they put it out because haunt managed uh haunted haunted mansion just celebrated um its birthday so it came out um you know in in with that so oh, okay. pretty cool i wish they would have said exactly the date that it was but it says fall so hopefully it's early fall but yeah yeah you know it's been weird it's it almost feels like because of the different delays we've seen in different productions like we did with miss marvel which is not coming out till the beginning of next year that there may be shows already completed and what they're doing is they're hoping that there's going to be potentially a I don't know, like a filler. So if they have to, they can throw this in or throw that in so that they're not having to worry about any gaps in any kind of stuff. Um, Today was the first episode of What If, which is canon. So if you're wondering about the Marvel stuff, all of everything that happens today and in the near future is canon, depending on it could be a different timeline, could be whatever, but it is canon. So if anyone wants to use it for a movie, it is in the, you know, the realm. this next one we want to talk about. I don't even know what to expect. There's a new alcoholic Mountain Dew just got announced. Um, it's got a bear on it. I have no idea, any idea about it, but I just thought it was interesting because they had three cans and I was like, I, I guess so. I mean, I get that everyone wants to get in on the on the uh alcohol game now but i just thought it was kind of crazy because you you don't you don't often see um soda companies getting involved in alcohol related stuff and it going um very well 
Oh, it's actually it's a it's a seltzer, so it's not necessarily yeah. a a beer. So, oh, that's no. interesting. It's more like a you know a beer or something like that. And I don't know how good that would be with the seltzer. I mean, everyone's getting in on the everyone's on the getting seltzer. in seltzer. Seltzer company on that. I think there was. I don't think Mountain Dew's the first um, um, soda company to get in on that, but I could be wrong. But yeah, so it looks like they're gonna have a like just a normal zero sugar. Well, they're all zero sugar, but just a normal one, a black cherry and a and a watermelon or original, I guess is what they call it. So, huh. yeah, and I'm yeah, wondering, uh, it was it's gonna be um, it, it's it it's it has good potential, obviously, because you know. I don't know, like, there's so much out there that is already working. Like, you would think that White Claw would go away with all these other ones that are coming out because White Claw was kind of like the original one. But, no, every, it's it's almost like everyone is like, hey, look, here's another one. Let's try it. And you're just kind of like, sweet, let's, let's do it. And I am not a big fan, but uh, I will say um i've tried a couple of them not but, a big fan yeah. of what the mountain dew or the seltzers in general the seltzers in general oh yeah well it's not your um you know, you're you're too old for that buddy being you're too old for that <laughs> trust me i, you know, I the, guess so in the wine industry that's yeah but uh it is cool that it's pepsi is joining up with boston beer company obviously sam adams uh angry orchard and they are the um, makers of truly hard seltzer, which is everyone's pawn for White Claw. So they're they're king king of the mountain. Yeah, well, and like and um, one video I, that viral. I do know that like a lot of them, they the ones that we do see, you get like the truly lemonade ones taste completely different than the regular Trulies. And I never really could understand, you know, like, okay, look, I get why some people like it, but it tastes like dirty water to me. It 100% tastes like dirty water, and I don't know why I can't get that in my head. I literally tasted one, and I was like, no, thank you. Well, you got to stop drinking dirty water. Uh, uh, something, man. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's interesting. So it's not just, um, you know, Pepsi, who makes Mountain Dew, going at it alone. They teamed up with them. Um, Boston beer, which has got truly, which obviously has done very well to, uh, to do this. So, I mean, that's, that's good. That's promising. I, I like that. And especially getting that type of, um, demographic as well. Yeah. I mean, so people that are mountain doers or dedicated mountain doers, like I hadn't had a mountain dew in quite some time and I had it and I was kind of like, I mean, I guess, all right you know i've i've had you know i used to drink a lot of mountain dew back in the day but i was just kind of like oh I, I, I guess this is this is the this is what i'm gonna be trying to get i guess i'm gonna i'm gonna try it out i mean i'm not gonna i'm not gonna not try it just because you know it is a an interesting it's something that you don't expect especially for mountain dew but you gotta think so mountain dew has had their energy brand they had their breakfast brand they've had the coffee brand 
I mean, they've kind of gone into the realm of monster energy drinks. So, you know, more power to them. We're going to see how well this does, because trust me, if it does good, I could see other different places going into it because, you know, that's just the way it works for them. Oh, yeah. Um, you just got to wait till next year to do it. Yeah, exactly. You can't go too fast because if you go too fast then you're you're copying somebody. So um, next, this one, I put it on there. This one's kind of different because. So Chloe Bennett was set to play one of the Powerpuff Girls on the TV show. Now, we mentioned the TV show got reworked. Um, they were redoing the pilot. They had changed a bunch of different things, but they were trying to figure stuff out. To, to me, what this means is that there's more going on than we could ever imagine. Because if one of the main cast members is deciding, look, it's not worth it for me to bounce, to stay here, I'm going to take off. You know, what What does that mean for the production in general? Because it can't mean anything good, that's for sure. Yeah, no, exactly. And if they're reworking it, I mean, it'd be like the perfect time for any of that to, to happen. Yeah, now is the time for the person, people to bail. And, yep. and the worst part was, so like Dove Cameron, I don't really know her. I know of her because I believe... Her brother is somebody in like a Disney capacity, like a character actor. She was in a Disney show, I believe. I think she's in one of the uh, Descendants movies or something like that. Because I think I remember uh, Cameron uh, Boyce, I think is the one who passed away. The one that had asthma um, or he had seizures, I can't remember. But she, she was close to him and I believe they were both in the Descendants. But so she is one of the actresses that's in the show. And you're kind of like, um, well, what's going to happen with the show now? Because you got two other people that are stars. Like, and you got to think, a lot of people don't know. So, like, Marvel is most known because they have these huge contracts. I just saw an article the other day that said, like, there's this great director that we're never going to know anything that she does good because she is held to a contract with uh, Disney. So you're kind of like okay, crap, you know, like, do I sell my soul, guarantee that I'm going to have a job for the next 10 years, or do I back out now gracefully and try and, you know, get my own career going one way or another? There's a huge, huge risk. And, you know, did she make the right choice right now? It also makes me question what's the status of the show itself. Yeah, no, that's that's true. Especially if you got, you know, what happened, you know, the the first go round, and now this is are they eventually just like, you know, what we there's too much going on. We need to to shelf it and then and come back and pursue it later. I think the most famous one that I can think of personally that a lot of people don't even know or remember is um, Damon Wayne's Jr. when he was on the show Happy Endings. He, they were going to cancel Happy Endings after two seasons, I believe it was. So he went and got a job on New Girl. And I believe they're both Fox. So basically what happened was, is they're like, no, we're not canceling Happy Endings. We're doing one more season. So he had to gracefully bow out after he had already filmed part of the season. And he ended up coming back to the show in a different capacity. But... You know, that just shows you that's why a lot of these people there that's just it's so crazy when you accept a show, people don't realize like 
there's stipulations involved with you accepting a show. So by her backing out now, it could mean a death, a death wish or a death. What would I say? It'd be like a basically she knows something's up or, you know, it's nothing. And she's just like, Hey, look, I'm doing this to better my career. So, you know, here we go. We're going to have some fun doing something else. Um, I remember her from um, Chloe was in, I believe it's agents of shield. And that's where I know her from. So uh, I was just excited to see Donald phase on back on a, a show, but I don't think, I don't think it's going to go through. I think personally it's going to end and they're going to end up, you're going to see people getting released from contracts or signing other deals. And then they're going to be like, yeah, no, it's, it was doomed from the start kind of thing. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what, what happens next. Yeah. Especially and it's a WB show. So that's the tough part too, because WB, they've let their shows go for a while. So when they plan something, usually it's, it's for the long run. So you're looking at, Minimum three seasons, maybe four, you know, but obviously with with this, we don't we don't have any idea. And uh, she was one of the main three. So that's the other that's the other problem, too, is main three. And you got nothing. So fingers crossed for the show. We hopeful we're hopeful it keeps going because I did want to see this show come to fruition. Um, But. As all something, you know, sometimes things just don't work out in the correct, you know, we could see this in 10 years if it doesn't work out now and it'll be better than what we expected. You know, there's a lot of stuff that's coming out right now that was not supposed to be anything. And now it is something because they actually decided that, hey, look, we're going to wait. So uh, I am optimistic. I I am going to be watching it if it does come out just because um I like the concept of doing a live action Powerpuff Girls, even though I know a lot of people aren't. I'm kind of excited for it, but that's my personal opinion. Um, the next thing was kind of small, but I love Idris Alba. I think Idris Alba is amazing. I'm going to be watching Suicide Squad tomorrow while I uh, do the podcast editing. Um, so I will be watching him in that, which I hear he is amazing in it. Um, couldn't expect anything from Charles Minor. That's for my office fans. Um, and then um, he is going to be playing Knuckles, uh, the voice of Knuckles in the Sonic sequel. And I'm excited because I think he's always a kind of. I loved him as the villain on The Office. I loved him as the villain in Hobbs and Shaw. Um, I could only see good things coming from him as being a, a villain in a cartoon. And I don't think Tim knows who Knuckles is, and Knuckles is my favorite. Um, uh, I know Sonic, and I know uh, Sonic, and that's it. I and they have Tails. I, I played uh, Sonic like three times in my life. All I know uh, is how to spin him and go fast and collect him. <laughs> yes, there's not very much to it. Um All right, so next we got so they've released out they're having the Wednesday. It's going to be called Wednesday, the Netflix series about Wednesday Adams. Um, and they have cast their Gomez and Morticia. And weirdly enough, if you've ever seen like the animated um, 
uh, Adam's family. Um, Gomez always appears to be like kind of a chunkier person. Like he's not skinny like he was in the movies. He's a, he's a chunkier person. Um, and obviously Morticia is always a smoke show. She's always amazingly beautiful and just stunning. And they have cast um, Luis Guzman as Gomez and Catherine Zeta-Jones as Morticia. And I'm like, oh, my God, that like actually like that sounds like it'd be perfect because, you know, they're an odd couple. They're not both very good looking kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like it never made sense in the movie. I get why they did it because. You know, the guy playing, I can't remember who it was that played Gomez, but he had good chemistry with the person playing Morticia. So I'm just kind of like, I think this is a great casting. I love Luis Guzman. He's always funny. Um, ever since watching him in, in Waiting, um, I mean, everything he's in, even when he was in the series, he was in that Code Black, which was the um, the show about the emergency room, and he was the head RN. He was amazing in that as well. Uh, I saw anything he's in, I love. Uh, and I'm trying to think, and um, Narcos, he was great in Narcos. I forgot he was in Narcos, too. He's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. No, it'll be good to you know, see how... Um you know what their chemistry is like and just see what you know how the how the show um show performs so i will be uh definitely when that comes out putting it on uh, on my list on netflix yeah i know I, I didn't remember i don't even know when it starts but i know that they're casting it can't be till next year so so we next the next one is it's kind of some serious stuff um I don't pick sides in any of this stuff. I just basically say what I see. So we have more drama going on with the Scarlett Johansson Disney. You know, there's a couple things in a row that are bam, 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 basically dealing just with that. First of which is that um, Disney's attorneys have called uh, this a PR stunt. Um. I honestly don't know how this could be a PR stunt because she literally just trying to get paid. So that one was kind of confusing to me. Um, and rightfully so Scarlett Johansson herself responded back, you know, saying, how is this a publicity stunt? Now, you know, I could see it as being a publicity stunt if it happened before everything dropped, but um, yeah, man, I, I just don't know. This is, I mean, how how do you feel? So so okay. So it says that they'll seek arbitration. That's basically um, it's a lie on their part because Scarlett Johansson's attorney has released the clause that says that there's if there's any disputes in the pay, this case cannot go to a lawsuit and automatically goes to arbitration. So the Disney lawyers have already lied once and gotten caught. And um, I, there is rumors the person who has been doing the responses will be terminated just because the way they've responded has made it look like they're attacking Scarlett Johansson. And you never want to have that in the public publicity thing, especially saying it's a PR stunt when then you look stupid because you attacked the person who's suing you. Yeah, dude, I, I don't I don't know. I just, you know, it's just one of those things that it just keeps coming up, which I get it because it's the the hot topic right now and it's disney and it's scarlett johansson you know and she's well because she plays marvel character right yeah black widow so you know you have that tied into it as well um and it's basically two legal teams going to battle and we'll see who who comes out and 
you know, like you said, if, if the Disney lawyer gets fired, I'm sure he could go out and find probably 10 different uh, law firms that will hire him. Oh yeah. If, if they do, a Disney I, lawyer. I don't, uh, I don't think, I don't think he will get fired, but I do think that the way they've come out and attacked her, it just doesn't I'm look sure. good on their part at all. Yeah, I'm sure he'll get, you know, reprimanded or, or whatnot. Um, but it's funny just seeing this. And like you said, how they say it's a, a PR stunt. It's like, why do we? Why does it need to be a PR stunt? I don't think it's a PR stunt. Now maybe I could see if this was somebody's like one big role and they, you know, did a great job. It's like, um, you know, their their breakout role. And this could lead to more, but then they're suing and, and all of this, you know, whatever. Maybe that, but I don't think Scarlett Johansson PR stunt. But whatever, it, you know. You get lawyers involved, and it's just whoever can throw the dirtiest mud at each other, and there you go. Well, and what's crazy is, is that literally, if if you are in a situation where you are defending your client, and you're not saying anything about the other person, you're just saying, well, they're coming after my client's character, you're sitting pretty. So we're going to see what happens because, you know, they just announced they cut the ties with Scarlett Johansson. The Tower of Terror film is canceled. That wasn't a shocker. I have a slight feeling she wanted out of her deal, maybe, you know, after everything going on. Because the Tower of Terror film, I'm going to put bets on it, is going to be a Disney Plus exclusive. Especially how well um, Jungle Cruise did. If they had a good concept behind it, it would have done very, very well. Mind you, they could just say, hey, look, we're looking to rebrand now. We're going to turn the one in Florida into a Guardians of the Galaxy theme like we did over here. But in reality, they just were like, you know what? She wants out. We'll let her out. It's no big deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, uh, she's going to argue with you about the pay on that one. Guaranteed. Yeah. So we'll see what finally happens and i'm sure it'll be at the end of the day it'll be one of those things where like what everything happens because disney doesn't want anything released we settled out of court for an undisclosed amount thank you very much have a nice day basically basically we'll see especially if it's an arbitration that's usually where it's going to lead to so we'll yep. see and then we'll see if the film gets picked up by anybody else because it's still out there it's floating around we'll see if they let them have anything happen um yeah so we do have some new pass news. So we got California neighbor pass comes to universal studios, Hollywood. I do know that the attendance at there has been very, very lackluster. Um, just because universal studios really isn't something that's got a crazy amount of rides. I know they got the Harry Potter world, but it's not really like a Disneyland experience type thing. It's more of, I know most of my friends went there to drink beer and drink butterbeer or drink out regular rug, real alcohol and have dinner and, you know, just go through the areas like an experience. But um, does it say um, what's what's the prices on that California? Or what's the requirement? So on it. So it's not a 12 month pass. It's a nine month pass, uh, which makes sense because like Disney, when they do the SoCal select or anything yet will be, you know, 12 months, but it's the, uh, you know, heavily restricted one just because, you know, most of the time it's people that just go to the parks for the evening or, or during the week. So it'll be 159 bucks for, uh, guess we'll get over 175 available days across the nine months. 
Um, and obviously it says it's fewer days than their silver pass, which is 275 and gold pass, which is 325 but it comes with a lower price tag of the $159. So it, it's funny how they have it. There's over 175 days available, including over 25 weekend days. So nine months reservations may be required. Um, invitation to special events, discounts on general mission for family and friends, sweepstake opportunities, discounted Halloween horror night tickets, and 10 to 15% discounts at participating city walk locations. So there, there you go. In this article, it has a price tag of $169 scratched out, and it's $159. So, I mean, apparently. that's not bad, especially if you're a local to down there. That's a great deal. Yeah. So it looks like um, you don't get uh, April, May, June, July. So you don't get the summer. But looking at the calendar, I mean, for what you do get, um, you know, you get pretty much shooting November. You get the whole month except for two Sundays and um Thursday, Friday, Saturday of Thanksgiving. So, I mean, that's, you know, pretty good. A lot of them are obviously midweek um, stuff. Uh, December, the only weekend you get is the 4th and 5th, Saturday, Sunday, 12th through Sunday, 18th. January, you get pretty much almost every Saturday except for the 1st, the 1st and the 2nd, which so much makes sense. And March, you get the whole month except for the 19th and the 26th, which are both Saturdays. So, same thing with. I mean, that's camp. pretty good. Yeah, basically, if you want to go January, February, March, in those three months, you only get one, two, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten blackout days. And of course, January is the first and the second, so that's guaranteed blockout. And then the ninth, which is a Sunday, sixteenth and seventeenth, Sunday, Monday in January. And then, like I said, February, you get two Saturdays and a Sunday, and then in March, you get two Saturdays. So, I mean, I mean, that's a pretty that's that's way better than the SoCal one because the SoCal one was basically you could go Monday through Thursday and that was pretty much it. No weekends, no yep. nothing for Disney. So that's a huge that's a huge difference. Yep, exactly. And it's for like I said, it's one hundred and sixty bucks. That's not a month. That's total total. So, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, you got to uh, think, though, they're pack, which is they're, their top. Their top one, and it's two hundred and fifty bucks. Uh, you get three hundred over three hundred twenty-five days. So, oh, so is that cheap for a pass for Universal? Yep. Huh. So maybe it's not as great of a deal if it's only if if you pay double to get the whole entire year. It's basically a yeah. dollar a day. Yeah, but it all depends on when when you're going or when you can go. True. I mean, so if you're like me, who I'm not big on. Like, like I've been to Disney enough for Halloween. Obviously, we'll take my kid one time or two times to see Halloween and Christmas different times. But I'm the kind of person where I'm like, when's the slowest time of year to go? I'm going to go then. I don't care if that's close for refurbishment. Then that pass would work for you because you get cheaper hotels, get cheaper everything. So, exactly. And if you, you know, if you're not uh, have anything to do with schools, where obviously this one would work for you because when you're out, these are all blacked out. But if you just have a regular nine to five job, um, you know that that you don't get the summers off and you have to take vacation time off to do yeah. it <laughs> this would be perfect too because you could take a week vacation um or even less than that and hit a weekend you know go down friday uh then you get saturday sunday and maybe take three days of vacation or however right you want to work it. right exactly 
there there you go you could shoot you could do that you know a couple times or just take a day here a day there a day there and, and uh hit the weekends that you can so sounds like a, that sounds like a good idea so well, let us know if you're going to be getting one of those passes Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOCastGaming. Uh, got a couple more things that deal with Universal. The f- next one, I didn't even see this, but Tim posted it, and I wanted to learn more about it. Uh, Yoshi's Adventure closed indefinitely following falling Goombas at Super Nintendo, Nintendo World in Universal Studios Japan. So Goombas fell on the inside of the ride? Yeah, so what happened is... Um is I saw, I don't think the ride was open, I'm not 100% sure, but a Goomba fell down onto the track, kind of like, um, you know, Matterhorn, where a piece of the mountain fell down, thankfully it was before the park was open, but uh, it sounded like that, obviously they're closed indefinitely, so maybe there's something there that they saw, or something happened that they didn't account for, and they have I mean- closed technically technically it could be too if that if that goomba was tied into anything like maybe when you game underneath the track or you're moving that moved with it you know maybe that's why because i know a lot of times when you get kind of equipment that moves like that you you tend to backtrack openings in case something else is faulty in that general vicinity because you know people do dumb stuff when they're bored and um you just hope that it wasn't done intentionally because um i don't think it would because japan's very prideful about this they're kind of like same thing with like pokemon pokemon are national heroes there and um they're mascots for different companies so it's kind of one of those things where you're like oh yeah no something probably is just kind of like a security type of check and i know a lot of times they say indefinitely because Universal Studios is a little smaller, smaller, smarter than Disney, where Disney will just be like, oh, yeah, it's closed for this amount of time. No, don't give a date. Just say it's closed for refurbishments, because if something does happen and it gets delayed, you don't want people booking trips and saying, I want to go on this ride and you can't go on it because, you know, of what's going on. So, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Well, and just for everyone knows, don't book a trip when Disney says something's going to open because if you get there and it's not open, guess what? You will not get a refund. They will say too bad. So sad. So just that be is- aware. Um, but yeah, but the weird thing is, is with this is that Super Nintendo world didn't open that long ago. So hopefully it's just something minor. Like you said, um, you know, when it says close indefinitely, could be a couple days, could be a week, could be a month, just making sure that everything's good. I'm sure they want to get it back up and going since this is their um, new uh, big attraction, new big world, I guess, land, whatever you want to call it. Um, yes. Down there. So, but it was very interesting um, that, yeah, sin- fell off. That's crazy. And the, the funny part to me is, is that, Japan takes great pride in their stuff. You know, even Disney. Disney does too everywhere they're at. But, you know, Japan in general, they're like, you know, they, they, they go the extra mile. You see all the videos of Tokyo, Disney, and stuff like that. And they're like, they're doing these shows that you can only dream of having here. And um, so I know the technology is a little more advanced in their parks. And uh, fingers crossed that uh, no one actually got hurt it doesn't sound like it but you never know that also could be why they're closed indefinitely because 
if someone gets hurt, they have to investigate what happened and whatnot. So fingers crossed, they get it back open and we get to see more of uh, all of this fun land that they have over there. Cause I haven't seen too much of it yet. I've seen people walking around and I've seen, they have like a, a cool interactive camera thing where you can zoom around the park and look at the different attractions, but I haven't been able to actually sit down and just kind of enjoy it. So I kind of want to see it in it's all of its glory. So we'll see what happens. Um, the next one. So we don't get political. We're just reporting what's happening. This is going to happen everywhere. Disney's also going to require this, but universal parks uh, and resorts team members will be required to report vaccination status. I know that most places are going back to on the basic level. If you have your vaccine, they'll keep it re- recorded. Um, for those of you that are vaccinated, as um, I will say, I am. Um, I'm not going to ask Tim if he's not. I don't care if Tim is or not because it doesn't matter. My work just was like, hey, if you want to do it, do it. We got the opportunity for you. So I did it. But um, before we go into the seriousness, uh, this guy is making multi-passes for uh, – so you know from The Fifth Element, it's a multi-pass, yeah. it's a multi-pass that holds your vaccine card. So it's oh, kind of nice. cool. It's on Etsy. It's it's pretty cool. It's 3D printed. So it's it's I think it's kind of cool. But uh, most companies are going to require you to prove your vaccination status or uh, get tested weekly. And so uh, seeing out as how re- unreliable the tests have been, I'm going to do a short rant on it right now. Where uh, who was the golfer? You remember who the golfer was that tested positive and had to get pulled out of the one of the opens? John Rom tested positive. Wasn't, and it wasn't the open. It was the a. Uh, it was before the open. Just a normal right. tournament. It was a normal tournament, but he thing. was he was killing it. Like he was going to set a course record, I believe. Yeah, if he would have shots, it would. If he would have, if he would have played the same way he had played the previous round, he would have been at something like ten or eleven under. It was he was on pace to have a, a career round, and so he tested positive. He came out, made a statement. You know, hey, I had the opportunity to get it. I didn't. Dumb me. Blah blah blah. And that was about a month and a half before the Olympics. Goes to the Olympics, gets tested positive. He did oh. go. Well, it was before. Right. He got so, invited to go. Correct. He qualified, didn't make it because tested positive. And then comes to find out that the tests that they're using at the Olympics, which are the best tests in the country or the world is what they said, has a high probability of testing false positive for the flu as COVID. So do you want to get vaccinated or do you want to rely on a test that could potentially end up with like Araldus Chapman did, who did not play for 90 days because he tested positive for COVID three months in a row. So just laying it out there. I do know some people are like, Hey, I don't want to get the vaccine. I don't care if you do or don't. And that doesn't affect me. I'm not one of those people that's anti-vax pro-vax. I just did it because I did it, but I will say changes are coming as the next topic says proof of COVID-19 vaccination can now be required well, before by cruise we get, lines before we in Florida. get to that. Uh, the universal parks one is they say uh, it's basically to uh, more closely maintain strict adherence to our health and safety protocols is what they said. And basically what everyone is saying is it's basically referring to the difference in the mask policies for vaccinated and those who aren't. So, you okay. know, which, which there you go. Um, and your previous point is how you said um, 
you know, Disney has not come out and said anything um, about this. They may or may not, but you know, there's as as of right now, nothing has come out. Um, nothing, <laughs> uh, but they they have uh, said uh, that. Well, they did say they're they are requiring their employees to get vaccinated. So Disney is requiring if you are a non-union employee, you have to get vaccinated. That is plain and simple. But yeah. but you know this. This deal is more of they're going to keep track of it for whatever reason. It is what it is. But yeah, no, exactly. And a lot of them, they have, um, you know, they say, hey, you have to get, you know, uh, vaccinated or. And the thing is, is what what I really don't like is I get articles. Need, they need their clickbait titles. So people, they get the more views they get, they get paid on on that. But when it says, you know, oh, uh Disney is requiring this or any big company is requiring, you know, you get vaccinated. Okay. Then you read in the article, it's like, yeah, you're required to get vaccinated or you submit to weekly testing. Like, why not put that in, in the very beginning of the article right there, you know, mandate vaccination or get weekly testing or you look at the article. It's like, Oh man, if you don't get vaccinated, you're fired. No, not true. You have to get, you know, it's it, it's it's one or the other. It's not just you know. Oh, you're not. See you later. Get it by this day. If right. You're, don't don't have it by the next day. You know you're gone. And you know then even more so in the fine printed. They even say is some of them. If um you know it's against your religion and you you have to prove it. You can't just say it. And like I said, this is on some of them, not on all of them. Um, that you have to prove it. That that's you know um that you could do that as as well but I'm sure you would still have to do the weekly testing. So it's not just when you see a lot of these people coming out and saying, you know, required, 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 you know, read into it more because a lot of them, it's not just, yeah, you have to get it or you're gone. It's there's others, other options as well. Cause I think you get into a, a big lawsuit. Well, they and they're not even giving them, they're not even giving fired. them ultimatums. They're flat out saying like you, I mean, technically it's an ultimatum, but it's like, just get, get tested then, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There, there's, there's, they're giving them another option than just to get, um, just to get the vaccine. So, but yeah. I mean, I'm okay with it. Um, here's the problem. So I'm not. I'm, I don't want to get political. This is this is semi-political. But when you break it down, there's too many people out there that want to blame someone for some for something. So they don't make you get vaccinated, you get COVID, and or you, you pass it on to someone, or you get super sick and lose. Someone's gonna sue someone down the line, and everyone's just trying to protect themselves proactively. And that's the problem is is that everyone's trying to do the proactive thing, and now we're stuck in this scenario where like it says, you know, proof of COVID-19 vaccination can now be required on cruise lines in Florida, according to federal George ruling. The reason why he did that is because that judge is not going to be the person who's responsible for the next COVID outbreak on a cruise ship. He's not going to let that happen. And people are like, well, you know, it's my body, my choice, all that kind of stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, yeah, it is. But guess what? People who want to enjoy certain things who went to the precautions of doing certain things or prepare or, Let's say, for instance, I'm pro-vaccination, Tim's anti-vaccination, but we're nice people and we, we, we take care of each other. Guess what? If Tim wants to come out with me and they require a mask and Tim wants to hang out, guess what? Tim's wearing a mask. If I want to go out and I'm going to some place that I'm afraid 
that's going to have COVID or something, even though I'm vaccinated. But Tim says, hey, you know, they don't work hard on masks. Guess what? I can wear a mask. It's basically it's cut and dry. I, I already know the mask mandates are going to be coming back. We're going to be getting back into what we're doing. Hopefully it won't get down to shut down like it was before because of the stuff that we've learned through the, you know, different studies and whatnot. But be prepared, friends, um, because the more requirements are going to be coming that you're going to need, need to be vaccinated. I can already see it. And uh, in my industry, I do work with uh, people who um, are more susceptible. So I have to be very careful. And, you know, that's why I decided to do it for was to make sure that uh, um I could keep doing my job safely. And uh, if you don't agree with that, I'm okay with that. It's no big deal. You know, we all can, why can't we all just get along? You know what I mean? So, uh, but I do want to end on a positive note um, on the main pile. Well, was that positive for one person, but not really for <laughs> another who had to show that out. I mean, who, so the, the, a rare Super Mario Bros. copy sold for $2 million. Didn't that copy just sell for like one, a million not too long ago? Yep, and they said that there was another one that was coming out that was going to dwarf that in like a month. Because it shows, it, if it, you go a, back and look at all of the, like within the past probably five months of it's, uh, it's, video it's game quintupled. It's, yeah, that have sold for record amounts is... You get one that, so I think like the first one sold for like 30 grand. Oh, right. record high. Next one sold for like 150, record high. 300, 500, 1.2 mil. And then this now one, they said that million. was going to, you know, and I think that was their estimate was to be at two and they got it for, for two. And it's funny how it says rare Super Mario. It wasn't really rare. It was just factory sealed in box and they right. had it graded. I didn't know you could grade video games. Apparently, as you create, you know, there's a company that does it. So, hey, that's great. It's like anything, like cards. If you get it graded and it grades really high, well, that means it's, um, you know, you could ask more for it because it's almost a perfect card. Um, and on this one, it was like a nine point, the nine point five or nine point eight out of ten. So it wasn't a gem mint because ten out of ten is a gem mint. It was so. it was nine point five, I believe. And yeah. I think the only reason why it wasn't gem mint was because there was something on it. I can't remember. It wasn't anything crazy, but I do know I have seen the one that um, there's actually one that's more rare that was on Pawn Stars that was like a it wasn't a prototype. But it was like one of the ones that the developers gave people who worked on the game or you could get it like it was like the first edition it had a different case different this different that so yeah. i do know that there's one of those out there that's valued at something like five million right now but it's not available on an active market because the person who owns it's not trying to sell it so yeah. that's that's what you have to watch out for is when people actually want to sell it which is not very often it's just right now the market's you know quadrupling every single month same with baseball cards same with pokemon cards you yeah. know Connor, that's why Connor got in what he was doing. He was getting the, the they call them XY Evolution Packs. He was getting them for $3 a pack through these bundles, and they sell for $15 a pack. You're making five times your money if you want to. He's not. He actually wants the cards. He's hunting certain certain cards. But, you know, it's it's insane. Everything is going sky high. I think people are realizing they're going through stuff, and they go, yeah, I have this at home. It's worth this much money. 
I could sell it, you know. Uh, my copy of my copy of Bubble Bobble for Nintendo is not uh, worth anything because I played the crap out of it and the labels all worn. Right, exactly. But it's it sucks for the the um, the casual or I mean even the the diehard, you know, any type of collectible fan right now, especially card, doesn't matter True. what type of card it is. Um, <clears throat> and like I said, my family's been in it. I mean, shoot for. You know, my dad started when he when he was a teenager and a little kid. So, it, you know, it's multi-generational. And it's if you have anything right now, don't hold on to it. Sell it now because this is the highest it's it's ever been. Ever yeah. Been. Yeah. Because I think and the, and I think that the, 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 shows you even just buying them. Well, and the, the, the sucky part, too, is you get these people thinking, you know, you watch TikTok, you watch all these different things and. It literally has like, oh, I got a God box. And like a lot of them will say, though, I saw the one I told Tim about. This guy was doing Formula One cards, and every single pack had a one-of-one autograph in it. And the guy flat out says, I spend thousands of dollars a month buying cards. This never happens ever. It's never happened to me in my life. You know, that's a very rare box. And what you also got to remember, too, a lot of these guys who start doing cards – they started a lower level, then worked their way up to these different types of cards. You know, what I got on my hand right now from Connor, I could probably, with the if I get enough decent big pools, sell them all off, make my money back in a day. You know what I mean? But these guys slowly build their stuff up to where they're buying these packs where it's guaranteed one auto. It's guaranteed this. These video games have nothing. There literally is nothing behind this. And like you said, you feel bad for the collectors. I feel bad for those ki- those kids that are probably like four or five years younger than us who may have played Nintendo, probably started with Super Nintendo, but their dream was always like, oh, you know what? I always wanted to have one of those rooms that has every single console in it, like it's decoration, have games everywhere. Can't do that anymore. Doesn't exist. And for the kids nowadays, my son's going to be three. He's never going to experience that because physical games are not a thing anymore. So now it's about, you know... I mean, how how often now these Black Series figures, other things, people are buying two because you want to keep one, box it up, wrap it up. You're never going to see the light of day 15, 20 years. Bam, when it does happen, it happens, and you're good to go. So, you know, we'll see what happens. I have a feeling um, that uh, we're going to have some – I'm pretty sure this is going to sell one more time before it's all over. I feel like it's going to sell one more time, but you never know. Yeah, and who knows what the person wants to do with it. Maybe he just wanted to buy it and say that he had it. Or maybe, like you say, he's going to resell it. Or maybe there's a stipulation in there where he can't resell it for, you know, X amount. Because the guy before him said, hey, I'll, I'll put it up here, but here's what it is. You can't sell it within whatever time. I, I don't know, but... You know, Which hey, you don't see that often, but it is it is a it is a thing that people can have in a contract. I know that, especially yeah, no, exactly. when it comes to something like this. You know, people don't know. I don't know if, if anyone ever bought an expensive dog. I had a friend who bred them. Same thing. You have to get permission to breed the dog because they want to make sure the bloodline stays pure. There's no inbreeding stuff like that. Same thing with this is they don't want this guy to go out there and pull a Banksy and spray paint it and destroy it as some sort of form of performance art. And then, you know, that's why the guy sold it. Obviously, whoever bought it knew something about the market and was like, he made a cool 
probably 600 grand, maybe a million off of this. So, you know, fingers crossed. Um, yeah, no, exactly. And, you know, a lot of people don't know is you're not the person who had it, put it up for auction through some type of auction house. So all the stipulations is, you know, the auction house is like a broker. So he'd come in and say, here's what I got. I want you to do it. They, you know, look over it, legitimize it. Yeah, nope, it's good to go. Okay, perfect. Well, you know, do you have any demands? Yeah, here's kind of my demands. They throw it up on their website or wherever their catalog and say, okay, hey, we got this. This is legit. Here's what it is. Here's his demands. If you want it, great. You know, if not, then, you know, whatever. Like you said, you know, can't sell it or can't destroy it or whatever, whatever. And I'm sure there's stuff where, you know, you could say one thing like, yeah, no, you can't do that because that you just can't. So. Just imagine the fees on this beast. The fees right. alone, like people don't know, like when they sell cars, not only does the person buying it pay fees, the person selling it pays fees, and then the person who is actually getting the call. So if you're the person out there in the crowd saying yep to the person, you get a cut because you're the person that's encouraging them and driving them to buy it. So that commission alone right there made someone's um, probably their whole life. So that's pretty cool. Um, going into the Disney pile. Um, this one, it's kind of sad, kind of happy. So the Disneyland this, this legacy. Is our, this is our RIP for today. Yeah. So the Disneyland legacy pass holder Twitter account comes to an end. It has gone bye-bye because it's no longer useful because legacy passes go on sale this weekend. Uh, legacy passes are no longer the magic. I mean, keys um, on sale. Magic keys um, the fifteenth. And, and it's funny when they, uh, yeah, fifteenth, and I think you could your first date is the twenty fifth. You could um, make reservations for. But it was funny on a podcast I was listening to earlier that they said that already on actually it was last week when the magic key got announced there was already like thirty three thousand people on their the Disneyland Magic Key Twitter account. So it's like. And they just announced it. You already got people already over there uh, on it. Yes, sir. Because that's what it's all about, man, is getting out there and getting ready. But, yep. So, so goodbye. Right. Legacy uh, pass uh, holder Twitter account. Hey, so um, if anybody's, you know, in the, in the business and want you know, that handle, uh, it's becoming available pretty soon. No, I think, I bet you Disney holds on to it. I bet so, you. Yeah. Yeah, so they probably hold on to it. Um, so Web Slingers, Spider-Man Adventure, and Star Wars: Rise of the Resistance boarding groups have been available into the afternoon at Disneyland Resort. I know someone who was at Avengers Campus, and there was no line to get in, no wait. It did exactly what I said it was going to do. It's died down on its attendance, and people aren't sitting there trying to hurry up and get onto the rides. It's actually, I've seen people go on twice. The, the, the queue is not even to the point where they're in the end of the day, you can actually just walk on the ride for a, a lot of the stuff. So, um, yeah. well, and, and the plus the heat. The campus, yeah. Well, and to get in the campus, it's been what it was only needed reservations for like the first week or two after that. Like say you could walk right in, but it was interesting. And this was obviously slow day low attendance date on it but to have both of them um you know to still have and it was like i think i saw a tweet it was like i want to say 10 o'clock and i think those come available at seven o'clock it was definitely before the second one and they took a screenshot it's like oh there is still 
you can still get a uh, a virtual queue for or a boarding pass for uh, Rise of the Resistance. I'm like, man, that is crazy. Normally, you see it like a half hour after, and then it would be done. But this was a couple hours after. So, I mean, there you go. Hopefully, you get lucky and go on a on the a night, slow day. The night time is the right time, right? <laughs> I mean, you, I mean, you still have to get uh, a, you know a queue to get on and you can't just walk up and, and walk right on it. So. Right. But it literally, it literally is like, you could just log in the app and do it, then walk yeah. on. That's what I've seen. Yep. Yeah. No, it, exactly. So that, that's nice. And of course, you know, I'm sure next time any one of us will go, it will not be like that just because that's, if I didn't have bad luck, I wouldn't have any luck. That is correct. You are going to be the worst lucked person. And I, I guarantee when Tim goes next time, you'll be a sad face in the chat. Um, yeah, it's okay. That's why I go with uh, Mr. J and he did our passes last time. And thankfully we were there for two days, not on both days. So well, maybe I need to go with Mr. J too. I need to tell him he needs to take care of me. Uh, well, the, first, uh, the first one we were about ready to, uh, you know, jump down his throat because he's like, it's not looking good. And you start hearing people, yes, yes, I got this, I got that. And we're like, what's going on here? What's going on? And you just see the look on his face, like almost like he started sweating. Like, dude, you got about, you know, five people here that are going to rip you apart. And he's like, okay, nope, we got it. Okay, good. That's pretty funny. Um, and we spoke earlier. Uh, so, cast member union negotiating with Disney over vaccination requirements. Just something to put out there. Because unions are more strict, so they have to go by a lot of rules and they follow through everything in a certain way. Yeah, and Disney can't just come out and say you got to do it. It's uh, to uh, to the unions. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, the Princess and the Frog reimagining of Splash Mountain is still in development, according to Magic Kingdom Vice President, which is not shocking because um, it is going to be an overhaul that probably will take long. Probably it probably will be more. The, one of the biggest refurbishments we've seen in a very long time just because it's a main ride summertime everyone wants to go on the water and get soaking wet and then yeah it's just they're gonna have to take their time on this one and probably yeah. gonna they're shut it down during the winter time is what they're gonna do yeah exactly and it's one of those things like, oh, i kind of forgot about that and i saw it pop up i'm like oh no oh, that makes sense i mean they said they were going to do it yeah like you said they're gonna take the time and do it um you know like kind of guardians of the galaxy they you know did that one pretty quick um on it i mean they did it good but it was um you know a, a quick quick overhaul um on that one so i don't think this one is going to be quick or it may be quick but they're doing a lot to prepare it to be quick exactly but, but i doubt we'll it. see um there's a new hawaiian inspired burgers that's surprisingly good at galactic grill in disneyland yeah, so it's crazy. I'm like, the, uh, and the Galactic really don't really think of like Hawaiian burgers. I thought it would be in like Tropical Hideaway or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it says Hawaiian Spider Burger with roasted pineapple, citrus, teriyaki glaze, house made uh, aioli, and uh, Marin vinaigrette slaw. So sounds pretty good. Um, so there you go. Over at I never grill. had, have, have you ever had grilled pineapple itself? I do not care for pineapple, so that would be a negative. Okay, I really like pineapple, and I would, I, would, I like pineapple a lot, and I think that'd be kind of a cool thing to try. I might have to try it on yeah. the grill. Well, it's just like if you do, like, vegetables, zucchini or squash or anything like that, you grill it up. 
So I'm assuming it'd probably be the same thing. Probably be a little bit more uh, more sweet, bringing those sugars out, kind of caramelizing them. That's there a you good go. Idea. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. We'll see what happens with that. Um, new Mickey and Minnie rental strollers roll into Disneyland Resort. I didn't see them, but I can only imagine. Are they the basic ones or nicer ones? They're they're like basic plus. They're not like those. Um, what were they like grayish ones, whatnot? These ones, they actually have, like, the canopy on them looks nice and sturdy. Um, and on the sides, it's got the, the netting, but, you know, one has Mickey and one has Minnie on it. It looks um, a lot better than uh, the old plain ones. I don't think they have really had anything in them. Oh, the only thing I remember is whatever family rented them, they had the name on, <laughs> on the top of it. Right. Uh, on it. Trying to find the okay. Here is uh, senior stroller eighteen and doubles are thirty six per day. So you can get them at the main entrance uh, and inside the Pixar Pals parking structure. Huh. Yeah, they're trying to make them more readily available because I think they realize they probably are losing a pretty penny on outside people bringing in the rental strollers and wheelchairs in. So oh, I yeah. feel like they're trying to advertise them a little bit more. Yeah. Um. We have new specialty cocktails from Adorable Snowman Frosted Treats at Disney's California Adventure. You know, I never really go in there because I'm not a banana spit, split fan, and that's what they're known for, isn't it? The banana split, isn't it? Or the fried, the the frozen banana, right? Um, I don't. This is the one on on Pixar Pier. It's, right. Uh, yeah, that's I, the one that I, they're 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 known for having the frozen bananas right there when you come around the corner. Yeah, probably. I I don't know. I've just seen once they when they rebranded it, um, you know, with with the abominable snowman. Well, they call him the adorable snowman. But yeah, it's the new drink is a chili lime mango margarita and a Pixar pure frosty parfait with blue caraco. So, go. Yeah. So this is, that sounds uh, like fun. No, it doesn't have it. Uh, what do they have there? Uh, uh, ice cream, cups and cones, lemon, mango, and yeah, that's it. Then everything else is specialty cocktails, and then a Pixar Pure Frosty Parfait, snow capped lemon, and chili lime mango, and then the, the alcohol ones. So, nope, no bananas. Yeah. Well, that sucks. I thought that's where they had it. I know they're somewhere in there. We'll all find them. Oh, I'll find about them. Like right at the top when you turn uh, uh, turn the corner, like uh, going away from Kofar, or it used to be Kofar. Yeah, right across. Walk- yeah, right across from the Lamplight Lounge. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that's um. Yeah, that's an ice cream one. This is more um on the other Further side. In. Of, okay. Yeah. Oh, over by where that little the uh, I know you're talking about where the silly symphony stuff is all over there. Underneath the underneath the roller coaster, yeah. So going going yeah. towards Goofy Sky School, uh, yeah. But across the pond on on uh, on Pixar Pier, yes. Over by like so. a credit coaster and whatnot. Yeah, yours is the one. Yeah, that's the one right at the top. Uh, last one before you start walking around and see all the billboards. Yes, sir. Okay, all right. We know what we're doing now. Um. There is a new Star Wars Lounge Five, the Mandalorian Grogu mini backpack comes to downtown Disney District. I have seen it; it's adorable. Everybody wants it. I'm pretty sure it's already probably sold out. Um, but uh, I do know 
this isn't on here. Oh, it's on the bottom. Okay, I won't say it now. But the, 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 I think they're going to start implementing a new plan with a lot of this merchandise because I have not seen the fanfare that has normally happened, like when they had the poison apple that I had to get and I got it. And it wasn't that hard to get because literally I walk in the park and they're freaking everywhere. There's like 500 million of these poison apple cup mugs. Um, so $80, though, not too bad for the lounge fly backpack. Those are very, very, very highly collectible. And I know they do hold their value pretty well, as I see a lot of people selling them online. Yeah, and this is a, a mini backpack, so don't think you're going to get a, a big one. No, and all the lounge fly ones are pretty small. But is it smaller than the normal one? I I don't know. I'm assuming since they called it mini. But, I mean, Grogu is small, so. Yeah, my favorite, Grogu. I love Grogu. I hope he comes back next season, but we never know. Um, Disney shares that Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel does not really take you to space in website frequently asked questions. I saw the article about this. I thought it was hilarious. But considering what happens now lately with um, SpaceX and uh, Virgin Galactic, uh, you kind of have to say this because some people are dumb. Yep, exactly. Well, and if you look at it going up to it, it looks like a Star Cruiser. If you look at it from the satellite view, it looks like a Star Cruiser. Uh, when you're inside of it, it's going to be so immersive that you think it's a Star Cruiser. You know, you look at, at the, uh, in our last uh, podcast, everything that we talked about is like you're, you're on it. It's completely immersive. You're not, you know, you're taking a, what they say, a, a shuttle or a guest to um, the Batu. So right, right, um, right. You know, they want it all on it. So I mean, I guess you've got to somewhere say it, and you're not going to say it up front because then that takes away from everything that you're trying to right install into this person. And saying, oh, I yes, do think the. The tough part is going to be the fact that how everyone does play a role. So, like, we always talk about Batu. When you're there, for those that don't know, so Disney World is Batu East. Disneyland is Batu West. Um, the cast members are in character. Um, I've even seen stormtroopers, because I guess they have stormtroopers that patrol some of the different buildings that they do tours at. As they, I think they work almost like real security guards. And... You know, they interact as their characters. And so I was like, man, some poor kids going to think, you know, this person. So I'm glad they do the frequently asked questions just so that the parents can prepare themselves. And for the people who don't really know, because the people just don't even, I don't know, man, they just don't think so. It was it was funny that you said, you know, with Batu and they're in character. A lot of people didn't know how, you know, they said it was immersive, but you don't know how immersive it's going to be. Correct. So you got people that come there, they're like, Obviously, brand new land. Hey, we're, you know, I don't know where the bathroom's at. Let me find a cast member. Hey, you know, got to go to the bathroom. Hey, where's the bathroom at? Oh, what's this bathroom you speak of? I A bathroom. I need, I really need to go to the bathroom. And they're sitting there trying to be in character. And you're like, okay, person, I'm going to, like, pop a squat right here. Or, and so they kind of be like, oh, you know what? You know, kind of staying in their character, um, you know. Why didn't you check, you know, the vac tube, Georgia, go for the vac tube over there. Yeah. Yeah. Over there. And I know a lot of people were like, Hey, my kid almost peed his pants because, you know, they were saying in character. So I think they came a little bit more relaxed with that. And obviously they could judge the situation too, but I thought that was funny words like, like that. So, but I don't think this will. 
No, I don't think it'll be that bad. And I'm sure when they first open, they'll have the higher up cast members around who are in plain clothes to kind of guide people. It kind of became a thing after like, oh, you need to go in there and ask them about this. But we'll see. Um, They have a new writer switch policy that's been updated to combat misuse at Walt Disney World. Now, the writer switch pass was basically if you had a child who couldn't ride a ride and it was, you know, you and another kid and 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 a the other parent you could go on the ride with the child they'd give the other parent a ride pass and then they'd come back with the child again and they'd be able to ride it with the kid again now i don't know how they could truly abuse it other than bringing like a group of five people with them so now that they're limiting the number of people yep there you go bingo it's just like what they did with the disabled service one because you had people literally on craigslist that says hey i'm in a wheelchair i got a service pass you pay me you know 50 bucks for half a day or 100 bucks for a day i'll pretend that i'm your you know your kid or whatever and we get into all the rides because at that point before they switched it you go up to the exit there's a cast member there okay yep and you get you get right on or you wait for the next you know wheelchair accessible or if you can transfer you know you get right on so you're not if the line's got three hours you're getting on in a couple minutes if that so now they you know now they redid that it says okay no it's like you have a fast pass now we'll get it to you you have to wait if the line's three hours you wait three hours come back yep. for three hours and then you get on where this is the same thing where you know i wish just people wouldn't uh, abuse it because then you get people Oh well, I'm mad at Disney because of this and because of that. It's like, yeah, but it's not you. You got to talk to, you know, your fellow, you know, other people that use this and and um, abuse it is yep. the reason where we're at right now. So this was basically if you had a big party, you know, they're just limiting the people to to the party um, that you could switch. So, so yeah. they they do this too, and it doesn't really. I wouldn't say it doesn't really affect anything, but I do know that they do make slight changes kind of slyly because you, I, I cannot tell you how many times I would go when we had our pass and you'd hear somebody complaining at city hall about some minuscule rule change because they were the person that was abusing it. And now they can't anymore. So um, I'm sure they'll have plenty of people complaining, but it shouldn't be that bad, hopefully. So, yeah. So basically what, okay. So I got it. I guess I should scroll down a little bit farther. So what they did is everything is the same except for the amount of people. Previous policy read if a person in party two, which is the one waiting with the kid, waited alone with the child, he or she may bring up to two other guests back to the right of the attraction with them. So if you had, you know, say I'm waiting um, with the kid, you and your wife go on the right. Well, now all of a sudden, um, you know, or you, your wife and your brother go on the right. Now they come back. Now I hand the kid off to your brother. Well, now I can bring two other people. So you and the wife get to go right back on the right. Or now they're right. saying, no, 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 no. Um, now only three guests are allowed per uh, rider swap. So if you and your wife go on, I'm watching the kid. Well, now it's just me going back on and you and the wife have to go. Okay. So basically that second party can't bring. Which makes sense because, like you said, then you could have people riding it 
Um, multiple times, yeah. Yeah, multiple times in a row. Which I, it's fine. Like I see, I think it's good for like, okay, you got two kids, you got three kids. So you got three kids. One of them can't go. Mom yep. goes with the two kids. Then dad goes with the two kids. Bam. There you go. Yeah. Yep. So that's kind of cool. I'm okay with that. Um, registration is now open for annual pass holder previews of Remy's Ratatouille adventure at Epcot. I know someone who got it and um, they basically are ready to go. I heard that it's basically exactly the same as the one in uh, Disneyland Paris. So um, if you want to see what it is and and watch it. Yeah. I mean, registration is open for, you know, pass holders, cast members. um, And I think there was a third one as well. I can't remember what it was, but basically it's open for anybody that could get um, onto it for early preview. Yeah, exactly. So good luck to those who want to do it. Um, Marvel's What If Avengers and Spider-Man merchandise at Disney Springs, um, which is kind of cool to see uh, just because the What If series is um, very different. If you don't know, it's basically uh, my favorite story I'm looking forward to, which actually is the last official performance of Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther, um, is basically a story of what if Yondu found uh, Chadwick Boseman's T'Challa and uh, kidnapped him instead of Star-Lord, and what would it would be like if Chadwick Boseman had become Star-Lord instead of uh, Star-Lord himself. I can't remember. I never can remember his name on there. Um, Peter Quill. So um, it's a very great series. I know there's already a comic version of it. The first one, I believe, it shows basically is Peggy Carter becomes uh, I want to say Captain Britain instead of Captain America. I haven't watched it yet. We'll be watching it tomorrow. Um, but the series started today, Wednesday. Uh, what's today? August eleventh. Uh, so um, yeah, look for it. It's it's gonna be um, yeah, it's gonna be pretty awesome. I'm excited for it. But then the merch is gonna be even better because all these alternative stuff. Um, and what I was mentioning earlier was there is a two item limit on Halloween merchandise at Walt Disney World's and what and is it been enacted to battle resellers? I will say I haven't seen that many people doing reselling lately. Um, so uh, I'm kind of happy about this because, you know, I mean, obviously. the Here's the thing. If. If, if someone wanted to get something for you, like if you wanted to pay someone to grab it and say, hey, I'll pay you an extra five bucks, guess what? They already hit their two limit. I'm going to go back tomorrow. I'm going to go back later. I'm going to go give, buy it, give this to this person, and go back buy more. So it's not like it's not able to get it, but I do think this does discourage people from buying 50 of the same thing and going online and selling all the ornaments, all the different things that you can find. You know, I think it's better. So. No, exactly. I just hope they um, get with it and enact it on everything, everything that yes. is limited edition or this or that, um, not only in store, but also on online um, shop Disney yep. as well. I agree. Uh, because, and not 100%. You know, and you get some stuff Oh, 12 item limit. OK, really? Me and you go in there, we buy 24 of them. OK, that's a lot of them. You know, and you yeah. see people all the time walking out with bags and bags. You know, they'll have six popcorn buckets. Bags. Yeah, yep. yeah, 
Exactly. Or if it's two, I think two is fine if you want one for yourself and one for a spouse or one for yourself and you want to sell one. That's fine. You're only getting two. So, well, and the crazy part is like with the popcorn buckets, like that kind of merch, like when you get a cup or the popcorn bucket, there's no feasible reason why, unless you want one for you and your significant other, why you should have multiple of the same thing because there is no price break. It's not like you buy the souvenir cup and it the drinks a dollar less. The popcorn you can get cheaper on refills, but yep. but you have to have the same popcorn bucket. So one, it's not there, there's no deals. Bucket. Right. No, exactly. It's not like it's one refill per that individual container, like at the movie theaters where they mark the bottom of your bag. Right. So you could go to this cart, I eat all of it. Uh, you know, I get it at Main Street. I eat all of it. By the time I get back to its small world, I could get it again right there. They're not going to say, oh, nope, sorry. You got a refill on that bucket. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. Fingers hopefully. crossed they, they put this across the board. It'll be great. Um, and then lastly, a dog was rescued from a vehicle at Disney's Hollywood Studios parking lot. Why are you leaving your dog in your car when you're going to Disney? That should be a crime. I believe it is a crime in Florida. I want to say somebody was charged with animal cruelty or something along those lines. Yeah. Um, but that's depressing. Your poor dog does not want to go to Disney and sit in the car. No, exactly. And the thing is, is they have, Disney has kennels. You yes. can bring them there and have them boarded. Yes, you're going to have to pay, but guess what? It's Disney. You think you get, you know, a nice pampering at Disney because you pay for it. Well, guess what? So is the dog. They um, have. I found out. You know how I found out about the kennel in Disney World? Was it a channel on the hotel yes. TV? Yes. Yep. I was just going to say that at a hotel I stayed at in um, in Reno, I was flipping through the channels. I'm like, was this the security camera? Because it looks like, you know, you got a whole bunch of different boxes. I forgot how many were on there. I'm like, what? The, did I stumble across something here? And I look at it. I'm like, hold on. No way. This is the kennel, and you see each cage, each uh, cage. It cycles, has it, it cycles through every single one of them, and you get to see the animal. And what was funny was when we went to Florida, I was watching it, and the dog was having a ton of fun. The dog was in there playing with his toy, was running around. It obviously isn't the greatest, you know, situation at Disney World. It's a concrete building, but it's air conditioned. It looks nice. The dogs looked healthy. The kennels were clean. And I'm like, if, the, if if you can afford to take your dog with you to the, to the parks, you can afford to board them somewhere around there, even if it's not even in the parks themselves. Yeah, no, exactly. And I saw that. I'm like, what? What are you doing? What are you doing with this? this wasn't even that's like a, that's downtown that's, Disney where it's like, or Disney Springs where it's like, oh, I was just going to run in, go grab something at World of Disney and run out. It's like, no, you weren't going to run in and just run out because there is no physical. It's still going to take you a half hour. You know, a the, good pro- the problem hour. is, is that the person that did this doesn't think right. So it wouldn't matter what you've done. No, so it, exactly. And I know some cars, you can turn them on and they have the AC in there and, you know, they run like police vehicles or whatnot. You know, they're made to run, you know, be locked and run. Tes- Tesla's as well. Now they have dog mode. Yep, exactly. But the thing is, is what sucks is even if you have Tesla, it's in dog mode. You got to basically put some type of sign out that says no my car is running the air conditioner's on it's set at 70 degrees or whatever it is tesla it does tesla the center the center console tells you it's in dog mode air conditioner and temperature inside no i know but you still got people that aren't gonna true look you know look at look at that yeah Uh, 
and are just like, oh my gosh, he's in there breaking the window. So, and I would be furious at that. I'd be like, oh, guess what? Um, what's your, give me your information. You, you also, still, here's the problem, Tim. Here's the problem. You, you will, would never uh, take, you'd never take your dog to a park that you're not going to have the dog with you. That doesn't I'd, make any I mean, sense. I'd at least tie him to the back bumper and have a bowl of water. He's outside, so he'd be fine. And I, the second I, thing is, is, I wouldn't own a Tesla either. So, well, just watch Tim. Tim, just just you watch Tim. Tim's gonna have a kid, and he's gonna end up in a in a Tesla. You just wait. He's gonna end up in a in a mom van. That's what's gonna happen with Tim: a Tesla or a mom van. I'm putting taking bets on it. Everyone, Linktree, comment on my last YouTube video. Tell me what your bets are. Tim, oh, is it mom yeah. van or Tesla? I gotta have something where I got to fill up and get going quick, and not have to plug in and wait 45 minutes to an hour to get from here to Disneyland. True. And then true. have to fill up and then have to charge again. And then on the way I, home. I would consider again. I would consider a Tesla for the wife for around town. Yes. Because I do know that like my favorite I mean, one is, is these Man, you there's, make big money. You got, you know, Tesla just for around town. Yeah. Well, the Tesla the, you know much you know how cheap as a Tesla is? It's cheaper than my, my my Nissan Sentra. A Tesla? If you get a base model, it's cheaper than the one the car I bought for when I, when I was commuting. Why didn't you get a Tesla then? Because I was commuting, dude. I couldn't commute with a Tesla. Come on now. But the You're thing is, is the thing is, is my favorite. If you, I, I need to find their name and share it with everybody. But there's this gay couple on TikTok, and they always do this joke like, "What did we learn today?" And they do this video, and they go, "What did we learn today?" Oh, that you can't plug your Tesla in and have any other item running in the house, including the air conditioner and the refrigerator. And what it is is people don't realize the Teslas. Uh, you have to have like a junction box that plugs in. So you literally go to your main line and they have to shut your power off. You have to hook up a separate complete meter and everything because the power comes straight to that. Um, I do know they do have solar panels and stuff that you can buy that work as well. But, um, and I think they have a supercharger you can buy for home, but like, so like a Tesla, I, I want to say base model is like 33. And doesn't include the pi autopilot, doesn't include a lot of the bells and whistles. Um, but I did send Tim that you can program it when you push the horn. It says Leroy Jenkins. That's so I know that made Tim very happy. He may buy one just because he can make the horn say stuff. I uh, wouldn't doubt it. A thirty-three grand horn? No, I'm I'm good. I will hey. just. Hey, I will just hey, put a, a Bluetooth. We're gonna, me out. and you are gonna win the lottery. One of us is gonna get a rare card. You're gonna get a rare baseball card. I'm gonna get a rare Pokemon card. And I'll buy you a Tesla. That then I'll have it pre-programmed with Leroy Jenkins. Everything. I'll even have him write Leroy Jenkins on the side of it just for you. Right. That'll be my. That'll be my license plate. Well, you can it's, come down and drive it anytime you want. So it'll just be parked in the driveway. <laughs> But that is it for this week. We want to thank you guys all for stopping in. Um, it's been a week. I've had a sinus infection, so I'm feeling like garbage. You may say, see how my voice is a little bit different. Um, uh, so it's been a fun week. But we are thankful for everyone to come through. Mr. J, plan that Disneyland trip. I want to be involved in this. I want to learn your ways. Um, and uh, we are grateful for everyone listening down there and everyone that listens every single week. Um, so thank you all for the FOMO cast. I'm Chris. I'm Tim. And we will see you guys next time. <laughs> <laughs>